Welcome to season two of Healthcare Reimagined, the Society for Healthcare Innovations podcast series. Our goal is to showcase innovation in the private sector, as well as within provider organizations and government entities. On Healthcare Reimagined, we share strategies from clinicians, entrepreneurs, health system executives, and business and political leaders who have shifted their models to meet the new reality brought on by COVID-19. Welcome to episode six of season two of the Healthcare Reimagined podcast. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Alon Jaffe. Alon served for six years in an elite search and rescue unit of the Israeli Air Force, where he ultimately served as an officer. During his military service, Alon was heavily involved in developing a mental health first aid program to deal with PTSD. Thereafter, Alon was on the investment team at New Era Capital Partners before ultimately leaving to co-found Elios Health, where he is presently serving as the CEO. Alone, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Corey. Perhaps you could start by just talking about why you started Elio's Health. What was your motivation? It happens to be that the three co-founders, Dor, Alon, and myself, we all have very deep personal connection to be able to help. So we've all been touched personally. For me, it's friends dealing with PTSD from my military service. And the three of us have seen our loved ones, our family members, our friends struggling with the behavioral health and mental health condition and not progressing, not improving for a long time. And so we've seen firsthand the transformative power, if you will, of quality behavioral health care and the lack thereof. And we thought that we can leverage our expertise, which are in natural language processing and voice AI, artificial intelligence, to really make an impact in the space that we care about. And that was the spark that initiated Elias Health. Later, Dr. Shiri Sharvit joined us. She's our chief clinical officer, clinical psychologist, PhD from Stanford. And that was kind of the core founding team for what would become Elias Health. You know, the statistics on depression and anxiety are obviously staggering today in America. One in three Americans struggling with anxiety, depression, or both. But for most of us, this is a very personal struggle because each of us has someone that we know or multiple people that we know that have struggled with these diseases. Is there a personal story that really brought this front of mind to you from your military experience? So I was in the combat search and rescue unit, and I I remember this one Sunday morning where we in the base, relaxing. And then out of nowhere, this alarm goes on and and we needed to be up in the air and on the ground within 15 minutes to rescue an individual that fell into a hole. And so we were rushing, taking all the equipment, getting on the helo, landing on the ground, getting to the spot, rescuing that individual. But in the process, and because he was severely injured, one of my teammates saw those severe injuries. That was really the trigger for the PTSD that he is dealing with still today, 10 years after the fact, and he's still dealing with those images that he's seen from that day. And that, I think, was the first time that I really saw firsthand the impact of what behavioral health struggle and the importance of dealing with a behavioral health condition, especially with veterans, especially as it happened. That's why I was so drawn into mental health first aid as well, is how can you deliver care, some form of care to a friend, to a fellow teammate, to a soldier, as 
the event is happening. It's interesting. When I think back about my own military experience and people ask me, you know, do you carry trauma? And being on the receiving end of hatred from people you've never met is certainly a painful experience, but there is no comparison to the experience of having to attend a military funeral. And it's not just for those who've lost their lives in combat. It's particularly distressing when you think about people who were so distraught by their experiences that they took their own lives. And of course, unfortunately, most people that serve in combat units, at least anecdotally, know of or know someone specifically in that unfortunate scenario. I guess that's what brings us to Elios. And so what is Elios? How does it help behavioral health clinicians? In a sentence, Elios Health empowers clinicians to be more productive and more effective in the care that they provide. You talked about it, right? We are seeing a tsunami of demand for behavioral health services. But unfortunately, this exponential increase in demand is actually meeting a flat number of clinicians. So we're talking about a gap of like four, almost four and a half million clinicians that we are in need of in the U.S. today. And it's obvious we cannot create new clinician out of thin air. So the question becomes, how can we leverage technology to help the clinicians to focus on what matters most? And that is clearly delivering the best care possible for their clients, for their consumers. So what we do is we run in the background. Our voice AI solution runs in the background as they're doing their sessions. We then capture the meaningful interaction, the clinical, the smallest clinical building blocks that are going on within that session and generate out of the voice and the text two main value propositions for the clinician. The clinical one is really deeply understanding what moves the needle on the quality of care that you provide for your clients. Are your clients progressing and which type of intervention should you use for which type of clients? This is what we call precision behavioral health. The second value proposition is an administrative one where we automatically generate the baseline for the documentation, the progress note that they need to write. You know, Corey, today they spent eight hours a week or almost a day a week just writing documents, which for me is crazy. So we are now seeing between 40 to 50% reduction in that time because we give them the baseline. So on kind of a high level overview, that's Elias Health. We call it care intelligence, and we're very proud to name this new category in behavioral health. We're not an EHR company. We're not a telehealth company. We are a care intelligence company and really seamlessly powering clinicians' workflow to help them be more productive and more effective and help their consumers get better faster. When you're pulling key insights from these sessions that you're able to utilize to build the baseline for that clinical note, what other sorts of things are you measuring in the course of that session? We look at two buckets of metrics. I'm talking about the clinical metrics. So the first bucket is really the content. What was this session about? Which type of intervention did you use? Which type of words? What is the clinical context, etc.? The second bucket is the mechanism of conversation, right? How much did you talk? How much did you listen? How much did you interfere in one another's speech? Um, really different elements that give us a glimpse into the therapeutic alliance, into the relationship between the client and the clinician, which is a big factor when you're thinking about improving outcomes. These are the two main buckets. Plus, we measure outcomes, patient-reported outcomes between session. And then we have the full picture. We have what's going on in session. We have what's going on 
between session and we can understand the correlation. We can start to understand what's working for who. And that's the vision of Elias, really provide precision behavioral health, power the most effective care at scale. And does the data that you've gathered thus far suggest that patients whose clinicians are using Elio's Health get better faster or more frequently? We always compare stuff to the baseline. The baseline is between 25% and 35% remission rate. When we're talking about remission for depression, for example, it's there is a metric called PHQ9, patient health questionnaire number nine, and we want to see it reduce from the baseline to kind of most of the time below nine. And you would want to see that happening between... 12 to 15 sessions. And in 25 to 35% of the cases, it happens. And when we're looking at the at clinicians that are powered by Elias, that their sessions are powered by Elias, we're seeing 54%. So that's way above the benchmark right now. We are always continuing to research our work where we have published and will continue to publish randomized control trials that are underway. But that's kind of the early data that we have and it's promising. You know, if we can help more people get better faster, that's why we wake up in the morning, right? Just to dive in a little bit deeper, you know, I've heard it said that what's measured improves. To what extent do you think the very fact that clinicians have this mirror that they can hold up to observe their performance is leading to that improvement versus being able to identify specific quality metrics that are happening in the course of that session? So it's a combination. When you look at the health and effects, which basically says when you measure something, when people feel that they're being measured, their performance improved. That's one aspect, definitely. And then there's the actual insights and the actual product that really help clinicians. First of all, they can see the type of interventions that they use, and they can see whether that is correlated with outcomes. In addition, the fact that they don't need to spend so much time on documentation, the fact that they have more time to prepare for their sessions, that also is a main factor in accelerating remission rates. So we would like to think about it as a combination of both. And again, the numbers speaks for themselves. So what sort of reactions are you getting from clinicians to this software? The time to value that we have, the time between a clinician is using the product and actually seeing the value is very quick because within one session, once they see the baseline of their notes generated for them, that's the wow effect, right? And that's when we hear from clinicians that it really is a game changer because it's probably the one thing that they hate the most, right? You will talk to any clinician, any clinical leader, they will tell you documentation, administration, that's the burden, right? That's not what clinicians sign up for. They sign up for caring for clients and improving lives and not for spending so much time in front of the EHI and in front of the computer. So the responses are great. Of course, there are always questions regarding workflow integration and EHI integration and privacy and compliance. And Elias is fully HIPAA compliant and we have all the, the answers for those questions. And we integrate with the EHR to make sure that really we are kind of integrated within their workflow. But the responses are very positive. Like I said, the time to value is quick. You don't need to do bulky heavy integrations in order to see the value. You can even use Elias as a standalone solution. And that's been helpful. In addition, I would say that the only person, the only individual that can see those insights, that can see the analysis is the clinician, not their boss, not anyone else can see that. And we also de-identify all the information. So we really put patient and client data security 
as you know the first concern on our list. So we really, really make sure that only the clinician have access and everything is being done with the client consent. And what's so unbelievable to me, I'm an EMT, and when we transport patients, the documentation burden is so intensive and the calls are, are back-to-back that unless it's a cardiac arrest or something where it's a true in-the-moment emergency, we're documenting all the time. You take the EHR basically in with you into the patient encounter and you're taking down as much information as you can. You yep. get back to the ambulance, you treat the patient, and in between monitoring the patient every, let's say, 10 or 15 minutes, if they're stable, you're documenting. I just think about from the perspective of a behavioral health clinician, certainly when you're talking about cognitive behavioral therapy, part of evidence-based care is is reviewing to-do lists together. But when you want to actually kind of take a 2,000-foot overview and make some commentary on insights or things that occur to you in the course of that session, um, certainly if you're writing that down, you're missing what's being said in the second, unless there's a silence or a lull in the conversation. And so to me, when you're talking about behavioral health, I feel like it's that much more important to be fully present in the course of those sessions. And so technology that can allow the clinician to provide personalized care and focus on the patient, to me, seems to be the future of where behavioral health will hopefully be be heading. Yeah, I I think I saw this statistic, I don't remember where, that clinician, when they write in their notebooks, they capture something like between 4 to 6% of really what was said in the conversation. And clinicians... They want to focus on their clients. Again, I'm not a clinician, but it, it is something that we hear a lot from clinician is it's not what I sign up for. I, I want to focus on my clients. EHRs were never built for clinicians. They're a great tool. They're a great revolution in the management of data in healthcare, but they were mainly built for documentation and for administration and for billing, for compliance. They weren't built to help guide data-driven clinical decision-making. They are a system of record in a way. And we see Elias Health as a system of intelligence that really help you make those data-driven decisions, that really help you understand your population, see who's improving and who's not improving, which clinicians are providing evidence-based treatment, who needs more support. And I would just maybe add to that, you know, we also speak a lot with payers and with employers. And there's a big transition now, a big wave into creating high-performance networks, right? So basically, behavioral health has come to the forefront. The spending has increased. They rarely see outcomes. They rarely understand their ROI for their investments. And they want to group providers that are really delivering evidence-based practice together and incentivize them, give them higher reimbursement rates, more referrals, to treat their population, to treat their consumers. And it's always difficult to really understand who's providing good treatment and who's providing kind of a lower quality treatment. I think that a system like Elias that is first and foremost empowering the clinician can also bring value to other stakeholders in the mission to improve the quality of care. And speaking of bringing value, talk to me about from a financial perspective, how is Elias Health benefiting partner organizations? So the most simple kind of financial return that we bring to our partners is if, the, if they are under a fee-for-service today, their clinicians probably spend something like 15 minutes per note per session. So that's accumulated to like eight hours a week. And we, again, say we have the data to show that we cut that almost by half. So four between three to four hours 
are now freed up for them, right? Per clinician, per week. And they, of course, can do whatever they want with those hours. They can reduce their burnout. They can stop doing notes during their weekends. And they can also do more sessions. So even out of those four hours, they do one more session per week. That's an additional $100 or $400 per clinician per month. And that's new revenue generated for them out of efficiency, not to mention more deeper quality metrics, hideous metrics, star metrics, and other operational efficiency that, that we bring to the table. But that's kind of a high-level ROI model. I am curious, though, because it feels to me like value-based care will be doubled down on by the new administration. And we have not seen a ton of that shift in the behavioral healthcare world. And so how does Elio's Health empower organizations to enter into value-based contracts? I think value-based care in behavioral health is long overdue. I think there is a reason why you don't see a lot of it. And that's because value-based care really needs to be focused on value. And if you focus on value, you need data in order to measure the value, in order to put the value in concrete terms. And in behavioral health, it was always very difficult because yes, you can measure outcomes, but only 20% of clinicians do because they don't have time. And then the question is, how can you really measure the value? We believe that you need to, of course, look at reduction of symptoms, but also look at usage of evidence-based practice and other outcome metrics like reducing length of stay and hospitalization and other metrics. But I really think that we lack a unified system of metrics that we agree upon that this is value in behavioral health. That's one. And second of all, is a system that allows stakeholders to measure that and really understand what's going on across their providers, across their population. I think those are the main two reasons why value-based care is lagging in behavioral health. But I agree, I definitely think that both the new administration and the advancement of technology plus this, again, tsunami of demand for behavioral health will push value-based care forward. And a lot of, we are seeing a lot of provider organization already taking the first step in making sure that they're prepared for that. Looking forward, let's say two to three years, how do you see LEO's health developing to further serve clinicians and make them more effective and efficient? I think every administrative task that is not directly linked to providing care should be automated or the baseline for that task should be automated. In addition, we think that telehealth is here to stay, right? And it will be another mainstream form of delivering care. And when this happens, then new challenges rises. And and so we are going fast towards providing real-time decision support and real-time care intelligence for clinicians that helps them in real time understand what are they doing. Maybe there's a better type of intervention that they should use How can we allow them for doing their notes in a more accurate manner? How can we automate a lot of the intake processes that they are now doing? How can we optimize the clinical pathway for each consumer, right? Because we have both the in-session data, the outcomes, or kind of the between-session, and the clinical context coming from the EHR. So we can really understand what is the right treatment plan? How can we automate that? creation of that for the clinician? How can we make sure that outcomes are collected? How can we help on a population health level? 
imagine that you're a big health plan or a health system, and you have this big population that you need to manage their behavioral health con- condition and treatment, you need the data. You need the data to be actionable in order to drive treatment, in order to drive actions that move the needle. So I think that's kind of where we're going, both for real-time decision support, both for population health, and obviously getting deeper into the administrative workflow and allowing clinician to focus more on their clients. What would you say is the biggest challenge in the delivery of behavioral health care today? First, it's access to care, right? Again, we don't have enough clinicians. The demand is only rising. And we need to help those clinicians be as effective and efficient as possible in delivering care. I think that's why you also see a rise in stacked care models, right? So bringing in coaches and self-help and peer support specialists, I think it's great. It, it, it really increases the access to care. We always need to make sure that those professionals and the individuals that are now providing care, they get all the support that they need in order to really deliver evidence-based practice. And lastly, I think that one of the bigger challenges is always about reimbursement rates and making this financial sustainable for provider organization and for clinician. And I think the way to also move and improve that is by showing data. Once clinician, once providers, once the, the entire behavioral health ecosystem, once we can demonstrate the worth of what we're doing, we know that talk therapy, that evidence-based practice, it can change lives. But we need to demonstrate that value to stakeholders, to payers, to employers. We need to show them that people are actually improving. And if people are actually improving, and if the cost of care reduces, then we can increase reimbursement. And then we can change the entire reimbursement landscape for behavioral health. But we believe that that will originate only if we have the data to support it. And I think a lot of behavioral health care clinicians are waiting anxiously for that day, for the reimbursements to catch up. And for a lot of my friends who've now gone into private practice, they are put in the difficult position of choosing whether or not to accept patients on government insurance like Medicare or take private pay only. And frankly, they can't pay the bills in the cities that they live in if they're taking patients who are reimbursed by Medicare and Medicaid. So it's a really difficult problem for them to to have to solve. And, And I hope as well that data can inform better practices when it comes to the reimbursement of behavioral health. So alone, thank you so much for taking the time today. What Elio's Health is doing, I find extremely fascinating and keep up the good work. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for having me and hosting me on your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Healthcare Reimagined podcast. You can learn more about the Society for Healthcare Innovation by visiting our website at shci.org. If you like today's podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all our latest content.